Welcome to the Fat Easy Musky Podcast. To the right of me, I got the flying Hawaiian Vance. <laughs> He's all tan over here. Bronze. Bron- okay, bronze. Mm-hmm. Um, getting your base. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. He's sitting in front of Ranger. Still, that rafter's laying on the ground. He's still hungry. Vance told me on, on his way out, he goes, you better make that room nice and hot because this is really cold climate. It is. So I um, put a kerosene heater in here. Mm-hmm. I got this place toasty. <laughs> a little high. It smells like it's, gas. It's, it does not. I only spilled a little bit of okay. Okay. <laughs> and they said, don't use gasoline, so I put that away. <laughs> Anyways, we have on the phone, we have Todd Young, but we also have Greg Thomas. Hi, Greg. Hello. There we go. He's no stranger to this show. We had some good laughs before the show. I actually had to stop everybody from talking. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, this show is brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products. Uh, we're going to be at Chicago Show, booth 618. Uh, check us out. I'm going to be posting up that little for sale um, rod holder deal that I got going on here probably after this show for anyone that's going to the Chicago Show. More or less what it is is that... Um, Order the rod holders if you're going to the Chicago show. Uh, it's a pre-sale. Order them from me before the show uh, between now and midnight Saturday night. Uh, receive $5 off for each of your rod holders. I will assemble them, package them, and have them for you at the show. So you save $5 a rod holder and shipping. Should something go awry, like you can't make it or anything like that, we will figure out a way to get them to you via shipping or any other options that we have so that's what i'm going to be posting up on facebook after this show uh i'm painting up a bunch of raptors right now the six the eights the tens the soft tails we got the glide baits they're eight inch and the three sizes of our paddle tail swim bait so i'm going through my plug really fast because we got greg thomas and he's funny so from (laughs) there i'm going to be handing this off to todd yes we're also going to be going to the ohio muskie show put on by greg and tony through musky road rules we'll be there that's going to be two weeks after uh the chicago show 19th 20th 21st of january 19 2021 there you go that's going to be a uh it's always a good show too uh next you're going to be at uh we're going to be headed out to the musky max i know greg will be there i believe also that's the musky max plus uh, March 10th and 11th, Embassy Suites in Moon Township. I mean, they, they got everything under one roof, places to stay right there. Uh, great show. We always have a great time there. You know, stop in, see us there. Uh, always, always, always a good show. Lots of stuff going on, kid-friendly, lots, lots of uh, uh, things for kids to do. They're going to be giving away some baits to all the young kids. I don't know what the details are there, but, you know, they show up at the booth and they get a free bait. I know we, we, we give out baits every year, and uh, it, it's a good show. I like the fact that it's the Musky Max Plus. because the Musky Max Plus. Anytime yes. when you're in school and you got any letter grade with a plus by it, means you were elite in that letter grade. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't want a minus. <laughs> so, what does the plus stand for? No idea. I'm not sure. It, it, it's just it's above the rest it's a cut above the rest it's a, it's a plus yes it's a plus they, does that mean wiley's going to be drinking before the show oh. uh, yeah so it's going to be max the plus. plus all entertainment well plus alcohol if, if, if yes if there's some people that walk around the show and pay attention 
There's a lot of clear liquid getting passed around that looks like water that may not actually be water. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like, you know, going to any kind of sports show is kind of like going to the state fair. Because there is a lot of people that come out to sports shows that don't go out of the house any other time of year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what I love about sports shows. Yeah. Except yeah, yeah. sports shows in the winter, there's not near as many wife beaters that they are in the summer. But you, you know the hardcores, though. If they're yes. rocking it, they are hardcore. <laughs> what's, exactly. your, what's your honest I like the ones that wear the wife beater and you can't tell where the, the hair season. on the head and the back hair actually starting in it's like the ones like that they're french braiding their back hair to their skull that's 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 tony's standard look he likes he has to you know as long as he gets the line shaved in there you can there's definitely a demarcation but other than that it's just a a solid mane oh my that's that's a great a mane because he's an alpha it is. Hey, I have to spend a hundred days a year in a hotel room with him, and uh -huh. it's always it's always nice when you go in the shower and you don't know if it's a gerbil sitting in the soap dish or <laughs> if he just got out of there. Oh my god! Chewbacca stayed there before you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, when you have to shave the soap before you use it, it's oh never good. No, you don't yeah. use that soap. You grab another one. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I I wore out my razor on the bar of Dove. Oh my! <laughs> Irish Spring. Yes. Now, come on. That's his smell. We're, we're That's classy. his smell. <laughs> I, I brought two Mach threes, one for the soap and one oh for my. me. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. No, we have to use the the soap with grit in it. He oh. likes the stuff with grit in it. Stuff to exfoliate. <laughs> he oh molds my. his own Gojo bars of soap. <laughs> He's not even on. This is not right. We shouldn't be making. I know. <laughs> it's fine. You should see the text messages I'm getting from him tonight. He's down in Cocoa Beach. It oh, is. Gosh. Yeah. Hopefully, he has a let's, shirt on. Let's just uh, let me just say this. My boy's setting some records. Uh, oh my! <laughs> oh my! Are they? They're not land speed, are they? <laughs> they are not landscape. No, he's built for comfort instead of speed. <laughs> <laughs> My boy's built for comfort. What? What records are we talking here? Well, all I know is that he just set a new oldest record. Oh at no! Six, at sixty-two, oh, which. I, I think he's trying to lock down a road roll sponsorship or something going on. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, jeez. Um, and, uh, he's texting and you this, though? An age, he also set a new age gap record. Oh, uh, he said at 39 years, which is older than me. <laughs> what? My God. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> I am shocked. Uh, this is Captain, <laughs> Captain Lou Albana. Yes, there is some <laughs> poor girl in Cocoa Beach that really hates her father. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> or her grandfather. I don't know. Either one. Tony's a, he's a game spitter, huh? <laughs> he's good. Yeah. He's good. So that's my text I've been getting tonight. Oh, my God. 
Captain Lou. <laughs> yeah, so, and he's supposed to go look at a boat for me, too, so hopefully. He sounds like he, he won't does. be able to walk. Yeah, he's going to oh, be worn out. He'll, he'll be... He'll be fine. He drinks plenty of fluids. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure we can get back on track. Okay, so this was about the Muskie Max. Plus. <laughs> this is the plus. Muskie Max plus, plus, plus. And this is the fifth year. So uh, come, come check that out. It's always a fun place. Uh, Unfortunately, this was not very family-oriented, this conversation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, this is not the way the show will be. Yeah, it's going to all be good. But uh, <laughs> Hey, come must... check out Tony Grant when you're down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony will be there, yeah. Pat him always. on the shoulder. Don't shake his hand. <laughs> yeah, Tony will have a kissing booth. Um, kiss cam. <laughs> kiss cam. Yeah. Kiss cam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what he calls his cell phone. Oh. Yeah. Now, if you want to get real serious, get a hold of myself or Vance, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. We'll be starting up there. I'll be doing some stuff in Pennsylvania, I believe. Uh, early season, our season starts up. End of May, last Saturday in May, we'll be fishing through November up on Chautauqua Lake, both Vance and I. And uh, we'll go out and get you on some fish, or we'll at least try our best. Uh, Don't be modest. Give us, You'll slay give, you. Give us a call. Uh, the, 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 the schedules are out now for us, and I've been booking trips, like, daily. So, you know, if you got a time, you're coming. you got a week vacation or something, get a hold of us sooner rather than later to get you in for that week. Uh, looking forward to the next season. There you go. Okay. There you go. Muddy Creek. <clears throat> okay, Greg, the floor is yours. All right. We're gonna talk about, you guys want to talk a little bit about St. Croix rods? I, I sure. Would, uh, tell me something. I Tell me. I don't know anything about them. St. Croix rods. They're the best rods on earth, or that's at least what the ad says. Uh, <laughs> I've been using them for a long time. I really think they are some of the best rods. They're light. Uh, I've been using a lot of the Legend Tournament series. Uh, just a really, really nice, non-heavy rod. You can throw big baits with them all day. And the one thing new this year is they come out with a whole line of trolling rods, uh, the Mojo Trolling Series. I don't know. Have you guys tried those? No. I haven't tried them yet, no. Yeah, but they're nice. They got them from 7, 8, 9, and 10 foot. Uh, personally, I love the 9 footer. Uh, and the the eight and the seven, the ten for me was just a little too long. But it, if you're really wanting to reach out there and and use almost like an outrigger uh, style, it works really well. Uh, you know, the ten and the nine are two piece, but I had no issues with them. I used them all summer and uh, did really well with them. The they're just to me, it's finally finally somebody came out with a really nice trolling rod, foam handles, no trigger. Um, the eyelets are all no insert, so you don't have to worry nice. about stepping on them and breaking an eyelet out, um, which is usually what I do half a dozen times a year. And, you know, as far as looking for a good trolling rod, I'm definitely really, really high on those right now. Uh, as far as the casting rods, the Legend Elite series, are they're super light rods. If you're looking for something, they are pricey, but if you're looking for a really light rod, uh, it, they're really good, really powerful. The Legend Tournaments, though, I can't say enough about them. Uh, anywhere from the, you know, I use them mainly the eight and a half, 
eight foot and nine foot models. Um, you can throw anything from pounders to, you know, half ounce spinner baits. So check them out, stcroyrods.com. I hate to say it, but Greg did that so much better than we've ever done it. I know. <laughs> yeah. We just like St. Croix rods. <laughs> they I'm make really, them they're, they're good. Great warranty. It's good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious oh. about these trolling rods because I wasn't yeah, up on yeah. the new information. Too. I learned yeah. something. No, they're really uh, they're nice. I got them uh, in July last year. And... Um, no, they're really, really nice. They're a composite rod, so there's graphite and, you know, fiberglass in them. Mm-hmm. Um, they have really good tip action. The nine-footer, I love. I mean, like, for trolling, um, you know, you control eight-inch uh, jointeds, you know, Dale's eight-inch jointed. You control it at five miles an hour, and it wouldn't, you know, be bent all the way back, back to the motor. To the back of the boat, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, they got a real nice stiffness to them. I actually uh, used one of the nine-footer uh, and sucker fished with it. So it has plenty of backbone, and it does not, you know, it's not whippy. And that was my main thing when talking yeah. to St. Croix about making these things is do not make these things whippy. Now, the ten-footer is a little more, you know, is a little softer tip, uh, but it's not bad. It really mm-hmm. isn't bad. And actually, they have a ten-foot casting rod coming out this year. Um, oh, the, in three sizes, they have, uh, you know, they have one all, you know, a, a lightweight all the way up to one that you can throw, um, big rubber with. So that's, again, that's going to be exciting. So, but with the trolling rods, I'm telling you, they're really, really nice. I, I really like them. Yeah. We're going to have to look into that, especially if it's two pieces that does save a lot of storage and rigmarole. The nine and the, the nine and the 10 are both two piece and it doesn't, they go together, not in the middle. They go together right above the, right above the handle. So uh, basically you have the whole rod and the only two piece part is from, uh, just maybe a foot above the actual, um, handle. It's not telescoping. No. No, no, it's it an actual two-piece, uh, yeah, yeah, they will, yep. uh, they will come apart. But, I mean, you know, once you lock it down in there, I mean, you really yeah. got to work yeah. to, you know, pull it apart. It's not like, I didn't have mm-hmm. any issue at all. I mean, there's been, there's been so much, uh, you know, advancement made with two-piece rods, you know, versus what they used to be. Um, and these things, like I said, they've been, they were bulletproof for me. I really liked them. Yeah. I nice. remember when I was younger. Having my two-piece spinning rods, and go ahead, fill in your jokes about me putting the reel upside down. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> but like, I would cast sometimes in like my grandfather's pond, and like my little jig would hit, and then all of a sudden the big splash behind it as the front half of the rod would shoot down the <laughs> would Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the way. If, you know, if there's a fish there, you can spear them as well. Yeah, that's it's, I, uh, <laughs> I always sharpen works. the tip. I think that that's happened to me, and I've like caught the fish at the same time. The rod has like just a complete debacle, and like reeled oh, in, I, reeled in the second piece like all the way up to the sinker, and <laughs> <laughs> the trout's still there. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wasting that cast; no. it went extra far. <laughs> exactly. That's well, it's it, it's hard to be stealthy when that happens. But, you know. <laughs> <Cursed> splash. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have to look at, we'll have to look into those two pieces, Todd. No, you'll like them. I for mean, sure. I'll tell you that nine footer, sure. that nine footer, I think you'll really like. 
Did you take them uh, apart every day? When no. You just own nope. them? No, I could lay mine uh, in the back of the boat, kind of straight out the back, so that it worked out pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I got kind of got an area for them because I didn't care if they if they leaned out the back at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, they, they, they definitely, you definitely could take them apart. And like I said, the nine-footer I really like because, I mean, you could run a big bait with it, and that tip would not bend that much mm-hmm. you know so that was that was a big thing for me because you know i mean most trolling rods you know are, are so whippy and i yeah. hate that um you know i can't stand a real whippy trolling rod um for one if you're if you're doing like me in the south down here and we're running six rods uh in the spring i don't want them to be real whippy because i'm trying to use a couple of them like outriggers just to spread my baits yeah. out because we're running real short lines and yeah, that's... right up next to shore and i want to have the most control i can and i i just can't do it if the rod's real whippy mm-hmm. so that's a that's a big thing for me but no check them out they're going to be uh i know they'll have them you know all stores and stuff have them now and uh they're definitely going to be something for this next uh you know 2018 so nice Good deal. Now, Greg, tell us what you're all about. What I'm all about? I'm all about a lot of things. Well, we got, uh, we got the, an hour. We got an hour? <laughs> uh, well, first off, I guess we got some things coming up this winter. My, I just got finished with my guide season. 2017 is officially in the books, thank goodness. One of the worst uh, years I can remember. <laughs> Uh, as far as myself goes for, for catching fish consistently, um, had some highlights, had a lot of lowlights and, uh, I'm ready for 2018. I know that. So, but for the winter coming up here, we've got a, a full musky road rules schedule. Uh, it's going to be, I think we got seven events this year. We're going to start out, uh, well, we're starting out actually. For the Chicago Muskie Show and the Milwaukee Muskie Show, we're providing all the speakers for the mini clinics and the focus on clinics, the seminars that are going to be going on during the show. Uh, if you go to the muskieexpo.com, muskie with an ie.com, uh, you're going to find and you're going to see all the workshops they got going on. That's all the Muskie Road Rolls uh, presentation. We're providing the speakers for that. And they're going to be going on throughout all the the show, uh, both those shows. Um, we've got our one day mini, our one day clinics that we'll be doing this winter. We got them Chicago and Milwaukee. We got one in Wilmington, Ohio. We got one in Clendenning, West Virginia. We got one in uh, Philadelphia. We got one here at uh, Cave Run Lake, and we got a new one this year. Uh, we also got one in uh, the Moon Township, I think right there at the same place where uh, Muskie Max is going to be. Uh, we're doing one. And we've got one in, a uh, new one this year in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, they're going to start a new Muskie Club, new Muskie Club down there, and we're going to kick it off with a with a Road Rules event. And should be a good time. If you're interested, anybody's interested in that listing, go to muskie with a Y, roadrules.com. All the events are up there. You can sign up. Uh, early it's 35 bucks you can sign up in advance and everyone that signs up gets a uh, free leader uh, at the event but uh, they're good time we got speakers and you know you guys have all seen them and been there at them and todd and vance both have spoke it's uh me too good. twice what 
I did twice as well. <laughs> oh yeah, you were there. Oh okay. You gotta stand up on the so you, I, so I can see you. Um, the uh, the uh, the the events are fun though. They're they're a good time. A lot of information. A lot of good door prizes. Um, you know, and raffles and everything. But we'll be doing those this winter. We've also got uh, the Ohio Muskie Show, like Todd was talking about there, January nineteenth, twentieth, twenty first coming up. Uh, it's looking pretty good right now. We're sending out all the information uh, on that, and we've got right around seventy two booths. We're hoping to fill. We're I think we're down. We've still got booths available, but we, I'm wanting to think we've only got about five or six booths left uh, as of right now. Uh, so that should be a should be a good show again. The three days we always get, you know, we get you know quite a few people through there. Got some good seminars, got some good speakers, and we've also got a lot of good products for people to people to pick up on. Uh, and then finally, the last thing we got going on is Southern Musky Fest, which is going to be uh, February 15th and 16th. It's a Friday, Saturday in Moorhead, Kentucky. Uh, again, we're going to have about 45 booths of musky fishermen all geared towards the south. Uh, you know, the seminars and stuff are going to be geared towards the southern range of the musky fishing. And it's a, just another good time if you're in the area. Um, you got to stop by and, and see what we got going on. So. And other than that, all I got's the the guide service, Battle of the Beast guide service. Uh, he's starting. We're starting to book right now. Uh, fishing all over the place as usual. We got uh, Cave Run Lake down in Kentucky from mid March. Well, early March through mid June is Cave Run. Then we're going to be going up to Lake St. Clair from mid June to mid September. Uh, Lake St. Clair, then from mid-late September through mid-November, we're going to be up in western Minnesota doing a live bait trophy hunt. And then I come back to Lake St. Clair from mid-November to early December, and then I get to go to sleep and come home. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, uh, it's a long year, but, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a I try to put guys in the best water I can at the best time of year. So it's a, it's a good time. But you can go to my website at battlethebeast.com or you can go follow me on Instagram at fish Greg Thomas. Greg with two G's. My mom's a stutterer. G-R-E-G-G <laughs> fish Greg Thomas dot, uh, at fish Greg Thomas. So all kinds of ways. Perfect. All right. It was... Uh, now we 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 are going to now continue on. I, I'm going to try to avoid the Tony Grant, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, even though there are looming questions again. in in the back of my mind right now. But <laughs> Vance is opting to skip the power rankings to have Greg talk more. Yes. So we're skipping him this month. This month. This show. Anyways, <clears throat> Greg, what what do you know about it? I I already asked you this in a text about a month ago about the St. Clair opening up uh, all season on the Michigan side? If you don't know nothing about it, to just say it will go on. Well, all I know about it is I, I don't know where it started, but I do think it's really stupid. Um, I don't understand why they're wanting to do it. I mean, if this is strictly coming from the DNR, I don't understand it. I mean, it's, it's one of those deals of why ruin a good thing? Um, 
you know, if you've got a fishery that is, is total catch and release, which is, or not total catch and release, but it's total natural reproduction, I mean, wh why go and disturb the fish when they're doing the one thing that helps put more fish in the lake? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what I don't understand. Why are they going out and targeting these fish during the spawn? You know, for one, you know, if these fish are in the shallow waters, out, if they are up in the creeks, it's just going to allow for more of the snagging or it's going to relax. I mean, it's just going to mess with these fish a lot more than what it needs to. Um, I just, I can't believe that they actually passed it and wanted to do it. I don't know if it's a money thing or if it's a, you know, why they would think this is a good idea. I know that there was a lot of letters written, a lot of phone calls made, a lot of congressmen called and, and people talked to. Um, Spencer Berman led the charge. He did a very good job, in my opinion. Did a lot of stuff, worked really hard, but, uh, you know, I don't know if there was anything we could have done, to be honest. So, it was just, a, I think it's a bad deal. I mean, hopefully it'll, hopefully it won't, you know, affect the fishery which you know that lake i think it would be hard to completely affect it but it's not going to be a a great uh great thing i mean hopefully it won't be uh you know and that's coming from you that's, i mean you're, you're used to fishing year-round down in kentucky which we, mm -hmm. we, we do now here in pennsylvania but the difference is the natural reproduction part of it exactly i mean you got fish that's that are actually different. spawning <laughs> and trying to be but you know and trying to go through the spawning motion and now yes. you got people that are targeting them it's it just doesn't yes. make any doesn't make any sense yes yes you guys are doing that down there in kentucky we're doing that in pennsylvania and ohio all over you know we don't do it in new york but uh but that that's the difference that i i, I think that some people don't 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 get is that you know that place is relying. There's no stocking on Lake St. Clair. You know, when you go up to the Kawarthas where we fish up in Canada, there's no stocking going on. It's natural reproduction. And, uh, you know, the, our, your lake is stocked. Pennsylvania lakes are stocked. Ohio lakes is all stocked. You know, they say there's virtually no reproduction. That's why they have it. Yeah, I mean, it's the same season. thing. I mean, we yeah. don't have natural reproduction down here. These fish, yes. you know, I'm sure there's probably a little bit. But mm -hmm. it's not enough to sustain a fishery. You know, that's no, exactly. why they supplement it exactly. with the stocking. And yeah. for a fishery that is 100% self-sustaining, yeah. you know, why yeah. would you add you start You start toying with it. It could be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's the same mm -hmm. thing that kind of happened up on Mille Lacs Lake with the walleye fishing. Okay, Mille Lacs back in the, shoot, up until 10 years ago, 8, 9 years ago, was one of the biggest self-sustaining walleye fisheries in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the, the, you know, there was no stocking. The lake, I mean, it was it's famous for its walleye fish. I mean, they got the big, uh, um, they've always ran the big um, launch boats out there. You know, you know, like a head boat that you'd take out in the ocean with yeah. 20 people on there and, and stuff. I mean, that was just a normal thing all the resorts did, and they've never had an issue. Well, they increased the tribal netting, and mm -hmm. then... You started having issues. And now, yeah. Mille Lacs is, right now, they actually shut it down for walleye fishing uh, yeah. in the summer. They put a moratorium on it. And oh, the size limits now are so bad that, 
you know, you're allowed one over 28 and like three or two under 18. Well, to be honest with you, I fished out there for a long time and you had a way better shot at getting one over 28 than you did getting one under 18. You know, there was, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a 10 inch slot there and it was just hard, you know, getting those fish in those, you know, in those ranges, you yeah. know? So, I mean, that was the, uh, you know, that was kind of the deal. So I don't know. I, I think, I don't know why you can't leave well enough alone. If it, if it's working good and, and every, I, I just don't know why they would have done it, but yeah. yeah. Has anybody <laughs> heard their that, rationale? That's just Michigan did that. Correct. As far as I know, I don't think Ontario did it. I don't yeah. think it was a, a whole lake thing. Mm. Um, but That's what I, I was wondering. You know, is it the whole lake you're allowed to do it, or you have to be in Michigan waters? I think you got to be in Michigan waters, but no, I'm not totally for sure uh, on that. And I haven't heard a rationale from anybody as far as, you know, what was the reasoning behind it. Um, mm. But, you know, to me, it just seems dumb. <laughs> did you uh no no you you wrapped it up there when december 15th no i came home early i rarely go to the 15th just because weather you know it's it's so unpredictable with weather i mean they've had like the last nine days were were pretty pretty cold um so i wrapped it up i think i think i came home like the fifth or sixth um this year which is what i normally do um, I rarely go all the way to the end, and mainly because, too, is, you know, it, it was a long season. I think I this year I did, oh, man, 280 days. Um, so, I mean, it was a long season this year, and it was just a tough year. I mean, it really was. I mean, it was for me, um, and I know it was for other guys I've talked to. I don't know how, kind of how it was out your guys' way, but I know for mm -hmm. me and, and guys I know, um, it just never kicked in. I mean, I, I had a couple good little spurts, but consistency wasn't there. And I mean, I love catching some real big ones. Don't get me wrong, but I would take a little more consistency over the super big, um, mm -hmm. myself. I mean, that, you know, I was lucky. I got my biggest live bait fish this year. We got a 55 and a half over in Minnesota, uh, which was a great, great fish and, and all good, but. You know, it's like I was telling somebody, you know, I would have traded that fish for 1048s because those would have spread out and made a lot of people happy. Mm -hmm. yeah. One really happy, you know, uh, if you know what I mean, because we had a lot mm -hmm. of skunk days, too. Mm -hmm. um, it was just uh, it was just a hard year. I mean, patterns never developed that normally do. Um, we had a cold summer, which never works out good for me. Um, you know, cold summers to me always end up being very inconsistent. Um, the, the few spells that we had that it did get real hot, the fishing was pretty good. Um, but we had cold summers and then all of a sudden it's September and it decides to get 90 and we had a real hot beginning to the fall, which kind of set things up weird. And then like October was cool but not cold it was it just it was still warm and then all of a sudden november got here and in 10 days we went from 50 uh you know in 10 days we went from like 55 degree water to 40 
degree water. Literally. That's when that's uh, when Vance and I packed it in right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the end of our season when that happened. We didn't have any more trips, and I was sort of glad. Yeah, I mean we just had a. I mean we had twelve days in Minnesota that never got above the the high for the twelve days was thirty one. Um, mm. It never got above freezing for twelve days in a row. Every day the water temperature just crashed. And it's western Minnesota, so the joy of that is the wind is always going to blow really hard. <laughs> and that is the joy of that out yeah. there. Were you, uh, were, you, just, were you fishing out of the tiller during that? I was in the, I was in the tiller, and oh, I was loving it. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, to be honest, though, if I didn't have the tiller... There was a couple days, actually about three days, I couldn't have fished because with the tiller, I could keep the motor running. I got the wave whackers, the splash guards on the back. I could actually put the motor in reverse and still fish stuff Mm -hmm. um, because of the wind. Um, If I'd have had my other boat, I don't think I would have been able to fish as good. Uh, You know, and out there, too, the lakes aren't huge. So it's not as, you know, it's not as awful. It's just, you know, but it's 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 high wind. You know, anytime you fish in the high the wind, wind, after the wind, the wind of it, I don't care. It's ninety. You're just like, quit blowing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've always said, if you know, people that love fishing in the wind have never fished in the wind. <laughs> no. Yeah. It I mean, is. That, that, it that's, is. That, that's. I mean, we talk about that all the time on the podcast with people. I mean, it, that that's the biggest killer of my trips is the wind. Oh. Yeah, and, and it, you know, no, matter, I, no matter where you're at, it, even at a little lake like Chautauqua, I mean, the wind can just kill the day. You can have a great day one day, and I know if I could get there and do it, I could do it again today, but I can't because of the wind. Exactly. I mean, and that's and that's something that you know, St. Clair. I mean, that's that's literally what dictates everything on St. Clair. Yes. You know, if it's windy, you know, say you do really good over on. You know, say out in front of Roscombe, and we've yeah. got to put in on the American side. Well, that's a 17-mile <laughs> boat ride one way uh, yeah. that you've got to go. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. my guys show up, and I'm looking at them going, there is no way we can do we this. We can get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There will be a fatality, and yeah. it could be me. It could be I, I, I just don't, you know, and that's something you got to deal with, and it, it just, uh, uh, it sucks. And, you know, and, and that's, yeah. you know, making that decision is, is hard. And the, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is about, you know, western Minnesota out there, and I, I love fishing out there. I, I, I want to always keep going there as long as I'm, I'm guiding. I, I just love that area. But, I mean, you're literally on the edge of the tree line. You know, once you yeah. get over to Fargo... I mean, there ain't many trees. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're getting you're getting into the plains, and mm-hmm. you know, it, so it, it's it gets you know it's windy. It's always windy over there. I mean, that's just part of it. You just kind of deal with the wind, and and most of the time it's not terrible. But in the fall, you know, I mean, you have the weather changes, yeah. and now it's you know you you get the lovely you know I love seeing on the forecast when they use words like nor'easter and uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Al- alberta clipper that's a fun one uh, have you heard of lake and, effect <laughs> and lake yeah lake we don't get la- out there we 
we don't get we don't get the joy of lake effect. We just get yeah. you know blizzardy. Blizzardy. And, uh, yeah, they they've used that word a few times. And uh, anytime you see the little wind symbol on your yeah. on, you know on your weather app or the or the, or the weatherman line. looks at you and says it's going to be breezy, just before you go out, just ram your head into the windshield of your car once, and <laughs> the the day is going to get better. Or just hook yourself before you even get in the boat. Something uh, that's it's going funny. To, it's the same. It's the same thing that we deal with. You know, it's the same yep. thing. We're fishing on Chautauqua, highest natural body water in the United States from the Rocky Mountains over, and it comes off of that lake. And uh, it's not that big of a lake. Mm-hmm. And Greg, you've been there many times, but uh, yep. It sure does God, shrink. The wind just yeah. kills you. The lake sure does oh, yeah. shrink on those days from <laughs> yeah, the areas. The you lake, can I mean, it can fish. be just horrible. Oh yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, you just you know you you know as as fishermen, I mean, you're at the mercy of local weather more than anything. And yes. local weather, the biggest. I don't care what anybody says. The biggest thing with local weather is the wind. And yep. I mean, I'm not saying I like it dead calm. Trust me, I like no. Some, you know, uh, I like a, a breeze in the boat, but you know what? I don't, you know, I, I don't like taking a shower as I'm driving across the lake either. So, yeah. yeah. And that's another reason why I want to, you know, we were talking earlier about boats. That's why I want to try to get into a little bigger boat if I can. I mean, uh, you know, if I can get it, I was looking at these bay boats and uh, the center console. If I could get a 24 for fishing up there, I'd be something I'd think about. But now that you're talking about this kicker thing, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to well, catch some people up. Before the show, um, the conversation was talking about boats because Greg was contemplating driving across the country. Well, he thought I about it for about two seconds. This time of year. Yeah, he thought about it for about two seconds. He says, nah, I'm not going to do that. No. Jess could have picked it up. He was yeah. just out there yesterday. I could have stopped. Or two days ago. Yeah. Rented a truck and yep. drive a boat. Yeah. <laughs> or you could put it in your carry-on. Yeah. Yeah, 24-foot boat. Yeah, just got to watch when they get like 25-foot because then it gets dicey. <laughs> well, that's when they start. That's when they really start tacking on the charges. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. <laughs> you got to start flying Spirit Airlines. They don't charge as much. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> So. Exactly. Wait, before we get into this boat talk, I, I, I wanted to ask you about St. Clair one more time. Um, have you? No, I know. I know you're. You know all the the other guides up there pretty well. Has mm-hmm. anybody? Generally, it shuts off at December fifteenth. But have you guys heard of many people still pounding it up there after that? And that in the uh, United States side, since it's open. Well, season? it's not going to go to effect until next year. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, it's not going to go in effect until probably January first, I think. Okay, so, so people can no, okay go out in eighteen, technically. January yeah, they can't. They can't go right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's January first, but I'm not totally for sure on that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I, uh, guys up there could tell you more than I could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be. I don't. I don't like it. Do I think it's going to destroy anything? Probably not. But I just, you know, I don't like the fact that they're doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure, there's going to be some mean posts this winter. Oh, out there. If, if they oh, if sure. they see some people, oh, if somebody goes up there and oh, catches something God. big, oh gosh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people screaming at each other. Yeah. Imagine yeah. ice fishing up there. What? Eggs on the ice. Oh, my God. People are going to go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's going to be it's a crying uh, Jordan. Well, it'll give, some, it'll give people something to do on Facebook this winter. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, I've seen so many, you know, issues get resolved by, you know, Facebook and forum posts that... Oh, yeah. I mean, it... it just, I love... You know my favorite? I love a tavern biologist. <laughs> I love someone that can just sit on a bar stool and tell me everything I do wrong. <laughs> it's hard to believe how many people become experts uh, at stuff. Mm-hmm. When you put it on mm-hmm. Facebook, it's like when the gorilla got shot in Cincinnati. I did not realize there were so many zoologists out there. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was amazing. I, you know, so, Talking about that gorilla, I didn't know that that many people knew the name of a gorilla in a zoo in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, ombre, right? <laughs> Uh, um, Harvey, Harvey, or whatever. Yeah. Ombre, Tony, Ombre. <laughs> I don't know what his name was. Tony, <laughs> Tony. He's known as a bear in some circles, but I don't think we should talk about that. <laughs> I Come out to reference. Cincinnati to see the Tony, the silverback gorilla, and his famous bar of soap. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. God. <laughs> Is wubby. Uh. Okay. So, all right. I had a question for Greg as well because he's fishing so much wind and just, you know, that really warm state of Minnesota. It's known for heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's close, close to the, everyone's close to the uh, equator. <laughs> everyone's destination for a nice tan. And mm-hmm. yeah. It is. It's a... It's a it's a real big uh, wedding destination in the in January. <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you found clothing that works better than others? And I would hope you'd say yes. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, is out there. Um, I I'm big on. I, I buy a lot of Cabela stuff uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to to clothing um any of the the real heavy insulated guide wear works good um also you know the thing is when trying to dress warm in the fall the key is always buy stuff too big so you can layer i mean layers yes. the whole key um and you got to have stuff you know you don't want to keep buying you know you don't want to go out and just buy like one big heavy jacket buy like some medium stuff so you can layer it up and then two you can take it off um, if you need it, because if you're going to try to cast in it, you want to be able to, you know, at least move your arms. Breathe. <laughs> yeah, you want to be able to breathe a little bit. You want to be able to put your arms down. You, you know, your cast should not involve your entire body motion. <laughs> going, Ralphie's you know, brother go, on the Christmas yeah, story. Yeah, you know, you, you're like going to the side and just kind of swinging your mm-hmm. hips, and it goes out there. Um, you know, the big blob being cast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't look like you're throwing a shot foot, basically. <laughs> um, that should not be your cast. And that's, you know, the the thing is, though, is with that, I, I like wearing, you know, even if you don't have, re- like, the heavy rain gear, you know, rain gear as an outer shell, to me, is the biggest thing in cold weather. You got to have something to block the stupid wind. Because you yeah. could be warm. I mean, you could be wearing all the stuff and be warm. But if that wind gets to you, you're dead. And the biggest thing that I've found in fishing in super cold weather is uh, some type of, like, neck warmer. 
because that's where a lot of heat gets lost. If you don't have like a neck warmer on and you start getting some wind going down your shirt, oh, it's awful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, the other thing is I got rid of uh, wearing actual bibs. I always wear, I, I wear just regular pants, rain pants. Um, and that seems to help me a lot just because I have shoulder issues. And when you're already wearing a lot of clothes anyway, those straps on bibs pulling down are going to be even worse on you. They're going to hurt your shoulders a lot worse. Um, and because, you know, when it's cold, I mean, your whole body's, you know, you're wearing so much clothes, you're trying to stay warm. Um, as far as like hands, trying to keep your hands warm, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, there's a couple things you can do. One, uh, buy a box of surgical gloves and wear those underneath your gloves. That'll keep your hands dry um, so your hands don't get wet in the wind because um, that's why it'll get cold. Um, so just And then just you can buy a box of them at, um, I don't know, some place that sells surgical gloves. And you can at least wear them under your regular gloves and keep your hands dry. Another thing you can do is I'm a big fan of wearing mittens. You know, but I'm not casting a lot in the fall. I'm if we're trolling or I'm using a lot of live bait, heavy duty mittens. Mittens are always warmer. You can always stick hand warmers down in there. Uh, that helps out. Or if you are doing a lot of casting, uh, you know, you can spend a ton of money on gloves. Um, you know that are that are all waterproof. There's no such thing as a waterproof glove. I, I don't know what anybody one. says. Mm -hmm. I've wore every type of glove. None of them are waterproof, but I did find these gloves. Um, they're called, uh, man, they're North. I think they're called North, uh, cold North. They're just these, uh, blue, uh, you know, like almost like a neoprene material glove, but they're insulated with a, uh, with a rubber coating on the fingers and, you can buy them on eBay or buy them on Amazon for 10 bucks a pair. I buy like, you know, 10 pair, keep them in the boat, go through two or three of them a day, dry them that night, and go on. Those are the best ones I've been able to find. There it is. You just got to buy redundancies. <laughs> Cold North sponsorship. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> still, you know, I mean, still you're gloves going through are, three gloves of them. Gloves. Always never just bring one pair. Always bring a bunch. Mm -hmm. That's what I sell. You know, and just take them off. When they get wet, just take them off, put another pair on. That's, that's good uh, advice. That's the best way to deal with gloves. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So <clears throat> before the show, there was a lot of talk about boats and Greg looking for new boats and, and this and that and. You know, I guess I, I would say let's pick up on that. You know, let's we could probably round the show out with this. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, so Greg, you, you've had a whole host of rangers. You have two right now. Yeah. And you're now looking to go to a bay boat. And yeah. I, know, I know someone else that was looking at that, and that's where it sparked up a lot of the conversation previous to the show. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, they're nice boats. I mean, I. I, like I said, I, they kind of got popular in Minnesota with the Pathfinder. Uh, Larry boats. Dahlberg pushing them. Da da Dahlberg was pushing them, and then I know a few other people that got them. And my buddy Jason Hambernick, he actually bought one of Dahlberg's um, boats. And I actually fished with him on St. Clair. He came out there with uh, one of the Swede guys, Klaus, uh, Klaus and 
we uh, I fished two days with him out there. Now it never got super super rough, but I mean it was it was bouncy, and uh, it handled it really well, and uh, was pretty impressed with it. One of my biggest fears is that the lip on the side, you know, might be a little scary, but it wasn't because um, there's you know those those boats really don't have a lip. You know, it's kind of a flat mm-hmm. Sur- mm-hmm. surface up there, and uh, I really liked it. So I'm. You know, if I, if my whole thing is if I can find the right deal, I might do it. Um, if I don't, I, I won't. But uh, I'm just looking at them now. Uh, you know, but you were saying there, Todd, that Ranger was, they didn't want to put a kicker on there. But I'm wondering if it's not like, you know, the, the warranty thing, kind of like what you were saying there. Yeah. Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether they just didn't want to. I mean, I had to call in and I was going to do it. And they said they're, they won't put a kicker on there. But the lip thing, let's go back to the lip thing. Because you're fishing with guys the same as we are. We're, we're taking clients. I have people that are 80. I have people that are 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a little bit of concern. Okay, let's cast yeah. a little bit. And there's a foot and a half chop. There is no mm-hmm. lip up there when you send someone up there to say, let's go cast these. I'm a, I, I, have a, I have a little bit of fear of someone like stepping off the side of the boat. Yeah, I mean, that was one thing that I I did notice. What I would do is they do have a butt seat up there. I would actually put in two butt yeah. seats, just buy another pedestal and put another butt seat in. And, you know, and I'm big on my guys. If it's at all windy, I'm like, don't move your butt from that seat. I mean, and, and as far as, like, figure eighting goes, you big on the big figure eight and leaning yeah, down I over mean, the side. Yeah, that's the thing. But, I mean, I tell them, I mean, if it's if it's windy up here and you don't feel comfortable, figure eight and do a two and a six, I don't care. Just don't fall yes. in. Yes, uh, yes. The I'm main thing is <laughs> I, I don't want them to, uh, you know, I, I tell the guys, you know, stay on the seat. But the other thing, too, is now with the longer rods, you know, we got nine footers and now we got the mm-hmm. ten footers. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's going to help a lot with that. Um being able to do that a little bit better, especially in the big water and the big boats. That's why we're getting these big rods now. Is, is to me, they they don't really. I mean, they do help in the smaller boats. Don't get me wrong, but where they really shine is on big water and, and big yeah. boats and big waves. When when you know there's a little more chance of something going wrong. So, I uh, yeah I I've already, I thought about that, and if I I think if I you know my big thing is if I got guys up there. Stay in the butt seats. That's I'm I'm yeah. very big on preaching that. Even if I'm guiding now, what I did is I in my ranger I actually drilled a hole in the live well lid and put a butt seat on the back. Um, so now because I didn't want to do a full deck back there because it takes up room. You know, it's with well, you know boats aren't built for musky fishermen. We need space. No. And, yeah. you know, our baits are a lot bigger, the rods are bigger, the nets are bigger, the boats are the same size. Uh, and, you know, just finding room for everything, that's yeah. what drives me nuts. And so I thought, well, if I get 24 foot, then I could put more stuff in there and run out of room even more. It'd be wonderful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you're going to need a, you know, a tractor trailer to pull it. Exactly. I mean, it would be uh, a sleeper there, cab. There's a whole limit. To, uh, there's a whole, it's, it's unlimited the possibilities of things I could screw up with an extra three feet. <laughs> uh, but I, I like the, you know, I like the design of. I like the fact that you know the driver can stand up and drive. You don't have to worry about your back. 
Um, you're not getting, you know, beat up as much. The guys you're with can set behind you because in a boat, if you've been in a lot of boats, you know, the further back you are in the boats, one thing a tiller taught me, the further back you are in the boat, the less pounding your body takes. Um, and so if I can keep the guys back a little bit, I think it's going to make for a little smoother ride. Um, now it is going to be wetter. I mean, that's just yes, hard to be it. wet. You know, I it's mean, be wet. Uh, you know, in the summer, we're a poncho. But you're gonna. I, I think you're gonna be better off, though. Um, I, I just think the boat will be able to handle the water a little bit better because I've watched, you know, a few guys running around at them on Saint Clair. There's probably four or five of them out there that I've seen, and um, you know, they all seem to handle really nice. But the the thing is, as we had talked about a little earlier, is you know, if I was fishing like weed lines or specific like pinpoint stuff. Um, it would be a little different because uh, you need a drift sock because they do sit shallow in the water. I mean, their flats boats are made for, you know, yeah. stalking permit or mm-hmm. uh, crabs or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Florida, they're made for, you know, me back there with a push mm-hmm. pole and, you know, pointing at things. Crabs. Even to what, uh, <laughs> one and a half of water. Yeah. Yeah. Push pole and pointing at things. <laughs> Like yes. crabs. <laughs> that's, how, that, that's how Jose Wahebe explained it. <laughs> you have that sheet going over your the back of your neck. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I always wanted to fish in a cape. So <laughs> super great. Are, are you looking at one that has like that 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 tower to where you can have that extra long push pull? Push. Yeah. Pull? Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Me up there and three foot weight <laughs> in a thick layer. That would be uh, it's your flying bridge. <laughs> yeah, the plank. That one with a plank. <laughs> the diving board uh, off the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want a you know a lifeguard chair uh, <laughs> up there. You're just twirling a whistle around. <laughs> exactly. No running. No running. Stay uh, stay in the butt seat. <laughs> stay in the butt towel. Uh, wow. uh, Penalty box. I, I, Exactly. Exactly. Icing. Um, <laughs> but it. Uh, crab two I, o'clock. I just think it. What now? A crab two o'clock. Yeah. Cast. Yeah. Cast the net. Starboard. He's spinning. I see a fin. He's spinning. Uh, it's a fin. Oh, it's a gar. My bad. Sorry. It's a gar. <laughs> it's a gar. <laughs> yeah, fossil arm uh, the uh it, i just i got a feeling that they're they're they are nice boats uh i like the room in them i like the fa- like i said i think the drive will be nice i mean i went through three sets of seats this year uh on st Clair. that's as many and gloves in a day yeah what that's as many gloves in a day <laughs> that is <laughs> That is. They all weren't in one day, thank goodness, or I would have probably drowned myself. The seats but. aren't cheap. What were you doing to <laughs> <No>. them? <sighs> Riding in them. I Riding I in them. Know. Well, I'm glad that. <laughs> the, it was. But my seats now, I have the best seats on St. Clair, and if anybody you know, disagrees, they can go to hell because these things <laughs> are awesome. I ordered, like, big old pontoon seats. <laughs> Um, these things, they're awesome. Don't laugh. You're jealous. The, uh, they're one, they don't bend, you know, like that, you know, most seats flip up on Rangers. Mine don't mine, like go around you. 
They have a leg rest that come out. Oh my. I put like the, a barber uh, chair. Yeah. What? Like a barber chair. They are. They are like a barber chair. I mean, this yeah. thing comes up. I mean, the headrest actually hits me in the head, and I'm not short. So these things, they're the nicest seats I've ever had in my life. And they cannot be broken. If they can, if, ow, there's no way. I would love to see the guy that could break these seats because these things are solid. <laughs> the only thing I actually, and, I, and one of my clients actually from Pennsylvania uh, uh, brought me some of the old smooth moves. Uh, for your seats, uh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about the mm -hmm. air rides, mm -hmm. which are you know again those are really cheap. Um, yeah, they're, they're, so they I, just give them away. I threw some away the other just because they keep showing up they in my are, door. They are if they you know if they get one you know if they squeak once just get rid of them worthless. Yeah, um, <laughs> just go around any they, Walmart dumpster and there's a bunch of them there. Any, any, yeah, yeah, they're uh, any Walmart dollar store, uh, Amida, you'll uh, you'll find them by the eight hundred dollar smoother ride, <laughs> dollar smoother smoother ride exactly. These things, I tell you, they are nice, and I got a pair for the you know I've got, I was able to get a set for the boat and everything, but it's just you know it's all fish in big water, you know normal seats. I mean it's something that most guys will never have to deal with. But, you know, if you're fishing big waves every day and, you know, the first thing that people do when they're in big waves, they try to brace themselves, right? They put their feet on yes. the floor and they push back. And you lean back. Yeah. <laughs> you and, bust the back right out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, trust me, I have seen <laughs> shrapnel. I mean, when it breaks, it's a mm. big explosion. There's a person <laughs> on the floor and I'm just looking at them. And that's yeah. uh, that's pretty much what. And again, at three times I had to uh, get new seats, and finally, I just I bit the bullet and got the pontoon seats, and uh, they they were good. My boat is a complete uh, Frankenstein. I've got uh, my roommate Mike Holbert. I've got two. I've got toughy butt seats in it because I kept breaking the Ranger seats out. Um, okay. I've got pontoon seats for my driving seats i've got uh, a trolling motor that's made up of three trolling motors um i, so I yeah. can just see you with like jb weld and duct tape and zip ties exactly exactly it's all the same thing i do when i get a brazilian it's uh <laughs> it all works out good um but no i mean there's just you know a lot of stuff like that the problem is is i like uh I love Ranger Boats hulls. I think they got great hulls. I think they ride really well. It's just, you know, for me, I've got to kind of industrialize everything, uh, mm -hmm. especially for fishing on St. Clair. And, too, it's not like, you know, I'm not, I, for me, it's it's not like my boat is the is the newest. And, you know, I use my stuff a lot. And, like I, like I said, you know, when my boat's ready to be retired, it's, It'd make a great salad bar at, you know, Captain D's yeah. because it's it's been well used. Um, yeah, for sure. What, what, what year is that? Uh, your gold, orange, I don't know what My orange boat? My orange boat is a 2005. 2005, so, okay. And I've had it. This will be my fourth or fifth season. Oh, so you so, didn't get that new? Um, you know, I equate one season with me and like dog years. 
um, <laughs> for you know how long it's actually been used. <laughs> um, but it's but the other thing too is now that I've got I've got the tiller and I've, I'm able to kind of you know split the time. Yeah, I mean yeah. like like this year it was great. I mean I only put uh, like a hundred and about 150 hours on the motor, <clears throat> which is which is phenomenal. That's a light so, year for you. What now? That's a very light year for you. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it. But I only use it uh, four months, three and a half months. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time, I use my tiller, and and it works out. You know, it, it just just works out really well. I, I didn't realize how well it could work out. The only thing's bad is now is when I blow up the same. You know, when I blow up both motors in the same year, and I'll be thinking, "Well, this was stupid." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, how often do you I, go through a motor? What now? How often do you go through a motor? Um, you know, it depends. I mean. It depends what it is. Of course, the bigger motors, um, you know, when you start getting into the, into the 250s, you know, and even though they are four strokes, you know, that, oh man, I mean, like, it, it all depends what kind of little weird thing happens. I mean, you should be able to get 1,500 to 2,000 hours out of those things. Mm-hmm. That's if you do proper maintenance. Now, if you do like me and, you know, that means, you know, Extra put gas proper. in it. And, what extra proper yeah oh extra proper that's me i i got a number two pencil while i'm checking it out um (laughs) this thing uh you know i i get man and it all depends too like you know the first year i had that boat i i put like 800 hours on the motor um because i had to use it a little extra my kicker went out i had a suzuki kicker that i don't know suzuki means I don't don't buy me in Japanese because <laughs> it, it it quit working. Um, I had it. It's, I still got it. It's it's uh, it's a 2015 Suzuki. I got it brand new. I thought this is a, a an import. You know, a, a good decision I finally made. <laughs> Wrong. It lasted. It lasted maybe three weeks. Three and weeks. And the throttle exhaust plate came off. I don't even know what that is. Okay. But what it does is it makes it not loud because it sounded like a rotiller motor. <laughs> um, and they, and of course, Suzuki says, well, that's not covered under warranty. Of course, it's not covered under warranty. Why would it not be covered under warranty? It's three weeks old. And it is. It's three weeks old. It's clearly abused. I started it. And uh, <laughs> they fixed I mean, it runs good now, um, but I don't use it. Um, in the meantime, it was because it, they were like, "Well, we're really not for sure what's going on." So I had to—I bought another kicker. I bought a, a twenty uh, Yamaha that I use now, and it runs really good. It's a great motor. I mean, I think that, you know you get those little motors. I mean, those things are hard to break. Even I have a hard time breaking them. Um, you know, and I'm putting obscene hours on those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, like my big motor blew up on me year before. Was it last year? No, year before last. Year before yeah. last, because you were up here in Butler. 
Yeah, I drove up there one yeah. night. Uh, <laughs> get the thing. Well, I, I made I made that fun little round trip, fourteen uh-huh. uh, <laughs> hour drive that day. That was fun. Um, but that guy, he fixed it. I, you know, I gotta yeah. say, he did a good job with it. Um, but it it broke. I think I was at like thirteen hundred hours, and what it was, it turned out being something weird. Um, like a screw came loose, um, something like that, uh, and it, it got caught in a belt. And when it did that, it broke the belt and all this jazz. But you know, and it was going to be covered under warranty, but it was one of those deals. Is like, well, it'll be three weeks before we can get mm-hmm. it done, which is wonderful because I can't wait three weeks. So mm-hmm. you know, you see, it just you know. I don't know. If I could fish without a boat, it would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got a friend that, that I could hook you up with. He could probably teach you. His name is, uh, the initials are JC. He can walk on water. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's what, <laughs> so, so I, and I do look good in sandals, so I can do that. Uh, yeah, I need to, uh, because, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, boats are, are I don't know. If you're... Boats are great until you got to rely on them. Let's face yeah. it. You know when you're, you know, you, 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 they're great until you got to rely on them. And now, are you guys getting? And the boats you guys are getting, do they have the keypad on them? No or do they have idea. a key? Mm. No idea. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Well, I mean, do they have a? Is it electronic ignition, or is it going to? Is it like a key start, or is it you got to type in the code? Uh, I think it's, you got to type in the code. Yeah. If it's new, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. Sure do you know if it's? Do you know if it is? Uh, uh, the throttle is electric or is it uh, cable? I would imagine at least the one Vance is getting is probably going to be electronic. I'd imagine. Okay. Um, because you're going to get a key. You know, they come with a keypad. Uh, hmm. with that where you got to type in. You know, and I, I'm going to give away. Oh Jesus! My code, God, my code to start my boat. It's very high tech. It's 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 a combination that I came up a long time. It's one two three four because oh I don't know how to change it, and <laughs> I don't know anyone that knows how to change it. But that's the default on all those things. One two three four. But the thing is, is you want to make sure because trust me, I've been the one stranded. You can buy a key. You know, it's important. You can buy a key for forty bucks. That will actually fit into that wiring harness, and you can start the motor when that keypad goes dead. Mm. Because any little thing, because that—that's what makes me nervous now. Everything's going electronic with these boats. Yeah, you know, they're getting rid of—they're getting rid of steering cables. They're getting rid of, you know, now even like some of the motors have an electric steering. Yep, and mm-hmm. it just—that really freaks me out because of it's in water. It needs to work and, every day for you. Exactly. And so that's I'm big now on I buy, I've always got extras of everything. Um, I carry an extra keypad. I carry an extra uh, key switch with me. I carry, you know, just because, well, for one, St. Clair, it's kind of dangerous. You know, if you're out yeah. there, you know, 23 miles and you're like, Man, the motor won't start. I'll just let the yeah, wind blow us back here. <laughs> yeah. Do anybody, do anybody bring some, I don't know, M&M's? Beef jerky. <laughs> you got anything to nibble on here? Uh, arm wrestling. <laughs> you, 
You guys are gonna nibble. All right, let's paper rock scissors for the beef jerky. What? what um, wasn't there like you brought a mattress out there or something? Oh, that was no, a mattress. That, that's the way you're supposed that, to fill the hole. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. how you're supposed yeah. to fill. If you get a leak in the side of your boat, you can you can clog it with a mattress, mattress. according to my. Uh, uh, captain's <laughs> test that I had to take. Um, exactly. So, one on, you, on you your know, if one. your boat is leaking, remember the mattress uh, will fit in the hole um, uh-huh. when you're out there. <laughs> if you're the Titanic, maybe. <laughs> what? If you're the Titanic, it might fill the hole. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If my boat is leaking. Because and I can fill the hole with a mattress. And <laughs> in bad shape. Something has went awry. Yeah. We are already have our life jackets on. <laughs> yeah, we better have our life jackets. On. I am wet. If I'm trying to fill the hole with a mattress, I'm looking for a mattress in my boat. I am looking for things are bad at this point. Exactly. I am trying to find the pieces of my boat. To glue back together because whatever hit me or is eating it at the time is not. I'd be looking for a Phillips screwdriver so you can take apart the two halves, the upper and bottom half of your hull, so you can get to the bilge area with your mattress. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's the other thing. Carry extra bilge pumps. I always carry extra bilge pumps with me because I always tend to break them. Um, <laughs> what, what, but, do you, what do you do? You you use them that much? Uh, well, I mean, for one, uh, auto bilges are horrible. Um, you know, they never, especially if it's got a float switch. Um, you know, the, now they're making the electronic uh, auto bilges, which I will say I was dead against, but I used one all year this year, and it worked. And I've never had an auto bilge work all year in my life. Um, but the electric one did. Um, auto bilges with float switches always quit working because I don't know, you know, maybe other people's boats are a lot neater than mine. They probably are. They probably should be. Um, <laughs> the, uh, You're just picking up like a wrapper from a granola bar. A granola bar wrapper. A piece of fishing <laughs> line got caught in there. You all of a sudden you point it out. It's string art uh, yeah. <laughs> coming out of your uh Bilge pump decomposing and, you know, banana gets peels out in there, and it usually always mm-hmm. breaks that built that that float switch. Yeah, um, and then just another thing too in the fall. I mean, if it's cold or in the spring, like when you started early in the spring, you don't realize it. You maybe turn the bilge on and it's froze, and it just you know you look Bust. back there and there's Bust smoke coming out of your what? Yeah, yeah, it, it just it's keep warm. those little fins breaks. Mm-hmm. You catch the bilge on fire so it can heat the bottom of your boat, radiant floor <laughs> heat, and it's more comfortable. <laughs> it is. It is. See, now you're getting it. Uh, uh, now you're. Now you're. And there's nothing like you know the the smell of burning wires. <laughs> oh, it's a in the boat. smell in a boat. It's, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yankee doesn't make that candle. I mean, <laughs> that one electrical fire. The new exactly that one would be, that would be right up there with you know uh, you know bait left in the live well over the winter um, i've been there it's so scary because you don't know what to you like you just want to go back but you don't know what to turn on or what to turn off 
Yeah. Oh, exactly. So, you you know, my first instinct when I see smoke is like, always the panic. You, sh- <laughs> <laughs> you shut everything down. You're like, well, I just want to go back home right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, I, yeah, I, I just want to go to my trailer. The, the worst thing is when somebody knows, do you smell that? Burn, and if, you know, if it's not a fart, I'm immediately... I'm concerned. I remember my brother telling me one time, Todd, there's there's smoke coming out of that speaker. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hopefully it's uh, I don't know where to start up. I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's... Well, I had... You know, it's like I my first my first experience with Minn Kota trolling motors, which, by the way, I'll do a PSA: don't get one. Um, <laughs> I I had this is the, when they came out with this digital d- digital. Oh, it was going to be great. It's it's digital. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but I I had two of them. I spent like twenty four hundred bucks on two trolling motors because. You know, why, you know, if you have one drilling motor, two's got to be better. You'll go so, twice as fast. <laughs> what now? You'll go twice as fast. Exactly. I had a coupon, <laughs> so I just got two of them. <laughs> well, get one. <laughs> I, I, you know, the first one I put on there, I'm like, oh, this thing works. It worked for two hours. And <laughs> it finally, the first, and it just quit. Finally just quit. I'm like, all right, well, luckily me, I've got another one. <laughs> I put it on. I literally plug it in. I plug it into the boat. The head on the trolling motor spun around so fast that it created enough friction to melt the head off the trolling motor. And the cap, the little arrow on top that pointed the direction of which way to go, actually flew off about 10 feet in the air and went in the lake. And I thought, well, it looks like I'm trolling today because I do not have a trolling motor that is again. That's my PSA. Do not buy Minn Kota. They're horrible. Uh, and when you call customer service, they go, "Yeah, we've been having some issues." That's what I love to hear. Wow. Which one are but, you using? Uh, are you are you using the uh, motor guides? What's well, a three I like, piece, right? Yeah, I like. Uh, I use the Trovas. Um, Trovas, yeah, yeah. I uh, I really like them. Uh, I I have not gotten to the point in life where I want my trolling motor to go in the water and out of the water uh, yes, on its me own. Too. Um, but I do see where those are. I mean, those are nice. The the Alteras that you know you push a button and it goes down and and it comes back up. But again, mm-hmm. that just it bothers me because it's another thing. I, it's another thing to break. And me and yes. Tony at the PMTT <laughs> on Eagle River, of course it broke and it's sticking straight up in the air. And we look like two, you know, bucket heads out there driving around with a trolling, you know, a 62 inch shaft trolling motor sticking straight up in the air. Oh my. Uh, because it somehow got off track. And, but there is a manual, uh, there is a manual release that, you know, you're lucky that, you know, if you, if you got the, the hands the size of a four-year-old, you can fix it. If you have normal size man hands, well, good luck. Uh, now, it's, it, it's not the easiest. Do, do you guys, like, launch the boat and hit the button and park the truck and walk right off the dock onto the boat? Like the yeah, oh, yeah, all the time. I, I have total faith in that <laughs> uh, happening. 
That would I could see me and Tony doing that. We both look at each other and going, Did anybody get the remote out of the glove box? Oh boy. Where's the box? Oh, you, you, you run and jump off the dock and just like crack your forehead off the gunnel oh and then God. pull in the water unconscious. As the boat's well, Tony, trickling away. Tony's a, quite the swimmer. And he uh I could see him doing that. We'll I see. could see him. You know, ripping the shirt off and and uh, slow motion. You know, hair is buoyant, so he would uh, he'd be fine. I, you know, I I did see that one picture of Michael Phelps with with a guy that was like in front of him, and like you know during practice, and I I thought that was Tony, but I didn't know. Yeah. He, he he is known uh, he's known for his speed in water, not on land, <laughs> not on land. <laughs> In short distances too. Not really. Not doesn't have the endurance, but he uh, again short distances. My man, my man can get it. <laughs> Are you launching, Greg? Do you launch every day, like up there at St. Clair? Or do you keep your boat in the water? I launch every day. Um, you launch every day. Yeah. Yeah, I launch every day, and you know um, the the trailer. You know, trailer issues are another thing that. Yeah. Know, I, I, is there any? I, is it any wear on the bottom of your Ranger? No. Like from pulling it on and off the trailer. No, nope, I've never really known. And that's the truth. I've never really noticed yeah. that. I mean, uh, no. Are you getting a, a roller or a uh, um, bunk trailer? Bunk, probably. Bunk. Okay. Yeah, bunk, I don't yeah. know if Ranger does make. I don't know if they make a roller trailer for range. I don't know if they do either. Um, but no, the uh, I've never had an issue mm-hmm. at all. Um, they, you know, I mean, they do make really good trailers. I will say that. The only issue is, you know, again, if you're using them and the huge number of miles that I uh, put on, you know, you're going to have to you know, watch the bearings and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But, you know, now Ranger has an all-enclosed system. It's the Vortex hubs that, you know, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's not oil we, anymore. It's actually a grease that turns to oil when it gets hot. And yeah, um, we talked to our dealer about, a little bit about you, actually, telling us the stories of those. And uh, he, he did bring that up. He said they, they've made changes. He gave, he gave a year. He said, you know, if it was between this year and this year, yeah, there might be an issue. There might be. That means, you know, that, that, that means, yeah, that's dealer for, well, they're dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's, if you want to read between the lines there. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, yeah. No, the, the new Vortex hubs, I've got them. Uh, actually, I've got several of them because I always, I carry extras with me just because I'm always nervous about them. But uh, I've not had an issue with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Now the old hubs, like on my on my my killer, is a is an early two thousand model. It had the oil bath hubs, which mm-hmm. I immediately got rid of, um, and mm-hmm. put um, grease hubs on there, and use um, just the bearing buddies, and you know, and they work pretty good. I still though. Um, before I go anywhere in the spring or in the fall, before I come back, I have them all changed. I put new seals mm-hmm. in, new bearings, because again, I mean that's a you know, a thousand mile drive between here and Minnesota, so there's no uh, 
there's no use to, to take a chance on it. Um, now, I did this year coming back to Michigan from Minnesota. I, I decided to be proactive. I thought, you know, here, I'm going to be responsible. I'm an adult. And I go and I get them changed. <laughs> at an adult. At the time. Oh, I was I'm growing up now. What now? I'm growing up. I'm a big boy. I'm an adult. I'm a big boy now. I'm going to go to the, the guy, <laughs> this guy named Dan at Firestone, and he's going to he's going to fix my he's going to put new bearings in dan looks good he's a family man yeah and he puts he and so i i go there and they're like well we got you know and i even had the actual you know the i had the whole um you know i had the the seals and then the bearings oh, yeah, and everything, everything with me yeah. here you go these are what go in there i you got it dan and uh so <laughs> everything was good, and then I'm driving back to Michigan on my way back. I literally pull into the place where I keep my boat trailer, and two of the bearing buddies that Dan had put on had flown off somewhere <laughs> on the travel. Oh, my. So, yeah, Dan apparently can't work a hammer. Um, that, but, and he gave you a and firm good, handshake. What now? He probably gave you a firm handshake that inspired he confidence. He did. He looked me in the eye and and just you know said, "Get out of here, kid." <laughs> the uh, well, but and the other thing good about Ranger trailers, especially older Ranger trailers, is that they're this weird size that only one store in the continental U.S. sells parts for, uh, which is good yeah. when you're in <laughs> a you know a a thousand person town in michigan in <laughs> lower michigan that <clears throat> store isn't there um but it took forever to find the right size bearing but it takes a i don't know they measure in millimeters i don't even know what that means uh <laughs> but it took me forever to find it but i do like the bearing buddies though better than the oil because i had so much problem with the oil leaking out the thing is with grease it's all not going to leak out at once if a seal goes. With oil... Yeah, you can still get a few hundred miles, thousand miles. Yeah, with yeah. oil, you got about 20 minutes before something catches on fire. And uh, <laughs> Then you got a grease fire, <laughs> the second type of fire on the show. <laughs> a grease fire, and the best thing for grease fire is water. Rain. Uh, water. <laughs> is rain. You need to th yeah, throw water on it. They always say that in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> yeah. They always use coffee. Coffee. I used coffee, coffee one time. That's the I, thing I, we had. I smashed my powdered donut against it. Oh I was right up by your house, Andy, at, at McKean Exit, and uh, there was just flames flying out. And I'm looking at my buddy Phil. He's he's gone now. He passed away. But uh, he had a coffee. He poured it on there. It's like okay, we're good. We'll, we'll change we're it good. at the border. Oh my God. It's kind of like when your trolling motor gets froze up in the fall before you go to put it down. You can't get your trolling motor out, and you got to either pour coffee or pee on it like I've ever done before. <laughs> it's like, okay, the fire's out. I'm not going to burn the whole boat down, but uh, we're still not going fishing right now because. Yeah, but at least the fire's trip. out. Uh, again, another smell that Yankee will never make a candle of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Todd, going back to that trailer, Todd wore a couple rivets out from launching over the years. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, I've never seen it before in my life. 
launching and Oh, actually, and on the boat? On the boat. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. And guess what? It uh, was like a 10-minute repair, and I had them back up and going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was still going. I just had to build John a lot. <laughs> why am I building so? <laughs> well, why is there water flowing through the boat? Well, that's just the way that this boat is. You were saying, tell, you were telling me that for a couple of years. You're like, yeah, I just, there's, there must be a leak in there somewhere. And when you would pull away from the, the ramp, you would have a water trail, pretty much all the way back to camp. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I pulled the plug every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and just I, I need to clarify this. It was not damaged. He had not run the boat ashore into a reef or you know, and uh-huh. it was these rivets were polished so much. <laughs> that they actually wore the heads off smooth, and the aluminum was fine. I got down there with a thing of, you know, life caulk and, you know, new rivets. I went, boop, popped the new one in, and I'm like, let's see how that works. And Todd said it's like like it was years ago. <laughs> yes. That's, well, that was 15 I, years I, uh, for me. This year I had a thing. I had some guys from uh, that I fish with a lot from West Virginia, and I had a, um, for some reason... We were fishing, and my bilge, my my auto bilge was kicking on. Like one day, it would kick on a ton, and it'd be like flat calm out, and it would just keep kicking on. I'm like, oh, there's got to be a leak somewhere in this boat. And the next day, it would be windy, and it would only kick on maybe two or three times, and then. Huh. It was just real weird, and I didn't know what it was. I had been looking through everything. I looked under the boat to see if there was a hole or uh, <laughs> yeah. a, getting your mattress you know, ready. <laughs> yeah, a hose was missing or anything. Yeah. Like, God, That's what I always think on. it is. It's one of them damn hoses that we don't even use. Yeah, I got. I well, well one time my live well hose came off the back of my live well, and I was live bait fishing. I filled the entire boat up with water before I figured out what was going on. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> That, that wasn't good. And, uh, well, this time, though, I'm like, what is going on here? And it's finally, like, the fourth day I was fishing with these guys. And what's going on? I don't know what it is. And uh, one of the guys, a uh, smaller guy, he goes, well, I'll just, you know, it was like 90 degrees out. He goes, well, I'll just hop in. And he goes, you want me to hop in and go down there and look? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so look at what? Just look. I, I don't know. Did he have goggles? <laughs> look at. Hey, I'll put the no, boat neutral have, before you goggles, do that. But I had uh, a, two pair of clear spoons he could put over his eyes. Oh my! And, uh, <laughs> like like from Wendy's clear spoons. Yeah, yeah, sports. <laughs> and, <Sport>. uh, <laughs> and he was, and he he gets in the water and he, you know, he kind of goes underneath and I'm, you know he's hopping up on both sides like a loon hopping up on both sides. <laughs> And uh, didn't see nothing. I go, well, just check that plug for me back there. He goes back there. And on Rangers, which I don't know. I'm thinking most boats are like this, though, now. They've got, like, a little tether on the plug. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. Well, mm-hmm. he, uh, I go, just see if that plug's tight. He goes back there, and he goes, he, and apparently the tether was so worn out that the plug wasn't even twisting on. It was just like sticking in the hole. So when he went to do it, he just pulled the entire plug. He just he was like, "Oh, here's what it is." He pulled. He comes up with the plug. Oh my! Uh, and uh, he throws it in the boat. And be so, like, hey, problem solved. <laughs> yeah, problem solved. So, but his he had his so 
basically what I had to do is I, I found an old live well plug and I was taking duct tape or not duct tape, but black electrical tape and wrapping around black it, tape, trying yeah. to make it th thicker so it would fit in the hole. Because he had his toe in it while he was treading water. Oh, my uh, God. To keep more water from coming in. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's the auto. Uh, were, you, were, were people fishing while this was happening? No, he was trolling. <laughs> no, 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 no. We were no, we were fishing. We were, well, kind of. We're taking a break, watching him swim around. Oh, actually, you we held position by putting uh, the boat in forward and reverse, so he wouldn't drift. <laughs> chop yeah, up. yeah. Just watch the prop there. Watch the prop. <laughs> Is that the auto? The auto plug, uh, Vance. What's it called? Oh yeah, they're yeah they're they're uh, controlled by a switch now. Yeah, that's what they say. But I uh, I had a buddy. Uh, Jason Ritchie. Do you know Jason? Mm -hmm. Yes. I do. Uh, talk to him and, because uh, his, I think, quit working. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I know what, I know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah. I mean, it, 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 right away, when we were talking about the Rangers. Oh, yeah, it's kind of neat. You just push it in, push it out. This is stuff that people can use when yeah. they're fishing every other weekend. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, what and so what I did is I, you know, we just took a live well plug and uh, wrapped electrical tape around it to make it bigger, which I've done that a lot in my, you know, mm. for live wells and everything. You know, if you just take electrical tape and wrap it around it, you'll create a, a bigger circumference and uh, stuck it in there. And I fished, uh, I was able to, that the boat didn't leak no more. Well, round out the uh, year. <laughs> this was early June. <laughs> what now? <laughs> round out the year. You did it in early it, June. Yeah, exactly. Shoot, I made it all the way to. I don't. Well, well, it was still in there last time I looked. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, but uh, but no, I mean that that plug you're talking about though, um, that auto plug. Uh, yeah, seems like a really good idea. It's back there by the near the splash well or something, isn't it? Or near the splash well? Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, that's. I know he his did something. I, I don't know what it was. I mean it. I swear, it is. It's got a remote, with it. remote drain plug, but I, you know, when I hear remote on a drain plug, it just is something that's like, it sounds neat. It'll probably work. I don't know if it'll work for as much as we're out there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, make sure there's a there's a fail safe. Uh, there's what I always say because because the other thing too is. I'm sure it'll work, but you'll just have to watch it because in the fall or in the early spring when there's ice, yeah, you know, I carry a I carry a little torch with me just to, you know, in Minnesota you got to pull your plug every day. I don't know what mm -hmm. the rules are over by you, but you have to pull your plug at, and drain your boat every time you leave the lake. Your plug has to be out. Um, so, but in the morning, you know, if it's a cold day, you know, like I said, this last time, you know, we had 12 days, it didn't get above freezing. So by the end of the day, when you pull your plug and it drains, that last bit of water is going to freeze before it drains out. And so the next morning, you've got to sit back there and, you know, somehow unthought to, to put the plug yeah. back in. And either you sit back there and put your mouth up against it and, you know, huff and puff, which is <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh that's that's one of my favorite ways to start the day, um, or you know I carry a little like cigar lighter torch with me to stick up in there and melt that out. It just it goes a lot easier. 
But, you know, with that auto plug, if you're doing it in the spring or in the late fall, you know, if you do let it out and drain the water the night before, um, when you go to put it back in the next morning, if you don't, you know what I'm saying? If there's ice could in be there, ice, ice on it, it could, yeah. Yeah, it could bend something or, mm. you know. I mean, it's the same thing I've noticed. You know, I've had live well switches and stuff do that. If you try to turn them and they're froze at all, you're going to have issues that way. Hmm. So, all the good stuff. Yeah. That is, is there any more so boat good. advice? Because we're an hour and a half into this. Do we want to talk about Tony's furry soap anymore? <laughs> if you got more to add to it, let's talk. Just hair. <laughs> no, I we love my, Tony. Uh, we got to get Tony my, back my on. Boy, my boy's uh, probably got, uh, I'm sure his ears are ringing a little bit. <laughs> well, well, we're going to find out if he listens or not. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> he's living it up right now. Oh yeah, he's shooting uh, the gaps. He's definitely having uh, having a good time down there. Oh my! But, Where uh, is he again? In Florida? What now? He's in Florida. Yeah, he's down there. His sister lives down in Fort Myers, <laughs> nice. so there uh, he goes down there for Christmas every year. He goes down and uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, sees her, and then he does a little. Uh, uh, he does a about a week on his own too, playing golf and. Um, does he do any of saltwater fishing? Uh, he does a little bit. He's probably down yeah. there banging fish, baby. Mm. Yeah, there you go. He's. Yeah, yeah. He's down, he volunteers at a at a at a wayward girl's home. Uh, <laughs> oh <my>. <laughs> <laughs> When he goes down there, you know, he tries to put him on the straight and narrow, or the you know, the right path, and he and everything makes them like, you know, oh lunch and dinner, <laughs> lunch, dinner. You know, He's, here's your uh, has a hair net over his whole body. Uh, what now? A hair net over his whole body. Oh my! <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, here's a here's some uh, fish I made you with a nice Rohypnol glaze. Oh <laughs> my. Oh my! <laughs> so, but yeah, no, he has a good time. We, we're not picking on you, Tony. We love you, but <laughs> Greg has some great stories. No doubt. Oh gosh, I've always got some good stories. Remember his teeth falling yes, out? I, 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 I laughed really hard at you, like putting cichlids in it or trying to. What was it? Gorilla glue him in, <laughs> like the foam. Oh, we tried to, re- re- yeah, we tried to gorilla glue his teeth back in, and he didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know many that would, <laughs> but <laughs> I just, I know. oh, you ought to see, you ought to see him at dinner trying to order with using his tongue to hold his teeth in his mouth while he <laughs> order something. You didn't know he was a ventriloquist. Oh my no, god! No, he's very good at throwing his voice, so I would just move my mouth while he was talking. Uh, <laughs> he had his hand up the back of your did shirt. You, did he slip? Did he? Did he sit on your lap? I sit on his lap. Uh, it was quite, quite. Yeah, we we tried, Yeah, we it, it did that. Like... We reenacted the pottery scene from Ghost. It was. It was magical. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Greg has hundreds of times more stories than 
I could ever have about Tony, but believe me, just the, the small amount of time I've, I've spent with him, there's stories that we can't podcast about. <laughs> That's Tony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we're marked explicit, but I don't think our audience wants to hear them. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Oh, Something man. happened at Chautauqua Lake, New York, which I don't even know that stuff went on up there. Dance. Oh, yeah, I was you there for that. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't even oh, my. ever repeat that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pause yeah, the recording. <laughs> Tell me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But, uh, no, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, but how long we go on? Uh, hour thirty six and nineteen seconds. That's good. good. So we got an hour in. And thirty six <laughs> minutes. An hour. <laughs> um, hit, hit up your plugs, Greg. Uh plugs. Gosh, a lot of websites. Uh, we got uh, muskyroadrules dot com. We got all kinds of things going on. The best thing to do is go to muskyroadrules dot com. Musky with a Y. Check out where we're going to be all winter. Um, got a lot of good seminars, a lot of good door prizes. Um, it's going to be some good events. The Ohio Muskie Show, again, check that out. January 19th, 20th, and 21st in Hilliard, Ohio at the McCoy Center. Um, you can pre-order tickets online or just show up, and uh, we've got a lot of good booths and a lot of good vendors. Um, we've got Southern Muskie Fest, which is going to be going on February 15th and 16th, a Friday and Saturday in Moorhead, Kentucky. You can go to southernmuskyfest.com, get some details there. We're going to be updating the site more and more as it gets closer. And then finally, if you want to spend a day going fishing this year, I promise I don't break everything every day. But, you know, some <laughs> things I have, I'm prepared. I've got extras of everything. Um, but uh, go to battlethebeast.com. Uh, which is my website. You can check me out on Facebook uh, or Instagram. Instagram is at uh, Fish Greg Thomas, and uh, you can see I put a bunch of pictures. I'm pretty active on there, putting pictures up. Um, but yeah, you can give me a give me a call, shoot me a text. I'd love to take you fishing, and uh, yeah, hopefully see you at one of the shows this year or on the water. Perfect. So. Also, uh, Fatty Z Musky products, fattyzmusky.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Find them also on Facebook and Instagram, sharing the same Instagram as Fatty Z. St. Croix Rods, Best on Earth, and the Musky Max Plus. Coming March. Check it out if you're in the area. It's going to be a really nice show. And, uh, you know, so... Support our sponsors. And uh, till next time, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.